You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Nick. It's another beautiful podcast Friday here in Michigan. It is. It is. Nice, sunny fall day. Good day to sit inside and talk about money. That's right. Uh, So speaking of that, I have an interesting topic for people today uh, based on a headline that we saw a couple days ago, and that is Americans say they will need $1.25 million to retire comfortably, according to uh, CNBC. This was an interesting little headline. We see these pretty regularly in the financial press. And, you know, as advisors, we latch onto them because there's a lot of, we find them frustrating, I guess is the best word for it, because they, they don't, they're not particularly useful in helping people understand their finances. And they can create misconceptions on either, either good or bad. Yeah, I think, you know, I always cringe when I see these because I know people that can and have successfully retired on way less than that. And I know people that would need more than that. And so it's such a personal thing to figure out that um, when I see a number like that, I always makes me a little nervous. And they're just asking people what they think. There's no methodology to it or no explanation of how people came up with that number. You know, kind of like, like rain, uh, character in Rain Man, you know, how much is a, is a Hershey bar? It's about a hundred dollars. There's no, um, there's no context for, you know, saying you need a million dollars or need a million and a quarter, you know, there's no, no methodology to it. So it's a little frustrating. Yeah, you know, and it always gets back to this kind of, it makes a good headline because it makes people stop and think and, you know, it allows people to kind of measure up to, you know, where they're at compared to where, you know, this article's headlines think they should be at. And that's a dangerous game to play. So the study was performed by Northwest Mutual and is just being reported by CNBC. And they apparently surveyed about 2,900 Americans um, called him up and just asked him, you know, when I read it, I was, I was picturing Jay Leno walking around the street of, you know, some small town in Iowa with his microphone, just asking people <laughs> if they, what they needed for retirement. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I don't know, a million and a quarter, I guess. Like you were saying, some people that's way more than they need for some people that's not even close to what they need. We've seen it on both sides. And you know, some people are going to read this and feel a lot of angst because they don't have a million and a quarter. And oh my gosh, you know, this says I can't retire without a million and a quarter. That's the way they're going to interpret that. Other people are going to look at it and maybe say, oh, well, I've got a million and a quarter, so no problem. And based on their spending and what they are going to need in retirement, that may not be enough. Yeah, that's that's always the the dangerous part, right? And then for years, there's been this kind of, you know, the industry has pushed out these big numbers. I think of that, you know, the the money squirrel, the from mine, yep. and then the guy with the million dollar number, like Wayne was back down. Yeah, and yeah. For the industry, if you think of like the incentive of the industry, it's a good thing to scare people into saving money and retire waiting longer to retire because the more money you have, the more 
money they typically make. So the more you put in your 401k or IRAs, the more money the industry is going to make as a result of that. In and of itself, this isn't particularly useful. It's just a survey and it's just people's opinions. But I think there are some interesting little nuggets here that that are important and that we can think about and uh, and maybe have some takeaways. And that's all around kind of how this has changed over the last year. So last year when they did the survey, the average was 1.05 million. And now it's 1.25 million, a 20% increase over what people thought they needed last year. And people also reported thinking last year, the average age people wanted to retire was 62. And now most people think they need to work until 64. And I think that tells us a little bit about the angst of, you know, what's going on in the economy and inflation right now. Yeah, it's super interesting when you think of it in terms of inflation, because we've had, you know, year over year inflation growth. Mm-hmm. The numbers are kind of sticker shock in the, you know, eight, nine percent range over the last year, uh, which, by the way, is much less than the 20 percent increase that people are projecting that they need more now, which right. is kind of interesting to me. Right. Um, and then also that they're thinking they're going to have to work longer at 64 instead of 62, yeah. which is another interesting thing. And, and by the way, no wonder why inflation is the number one thing in heading into the election that voters are worried right. about if this right. is their takeaway from that, right? Right, right. Well, and, and, you know, anecdotally, we've seen that too, or at least I've, you know, talking with clients and working on updating plans here this fall, you know, people that were thinking they were going to retire next year, they're not so sure they want to. And which is always an interesting position as a financial planner, right? Because the the numbers and the math and our job always gets easier when people say they want to work longer, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You should definitely do that. (laughs) At the same time, you know, with, with, in most of those cases, we can look at the numbers and say, well, I understand, you know, where you why you feel that way in this current environment, but it probably isn't going to, you know, make that big a difference in your particular plan. So, um, yeah, you know, that's super interesting because I get the same thing from people who are heading into retirement and thinking, well, maybe mm-hmm. we don't retire. But what's interesting to me is the retirees, the people that I have that retired last year, none of them are like, well, I think I should go back to work. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a couple people, couple people ask me that question. Ironically, they had all been retired a little while, you know, but I think yeah. it was more indicative. What they were really saying is, let's look at our plan and, and, and remind me again, you know, that we're okay. And, and, but the way they expressed it was, um, I'm thinking, you know, maybe I need to go look for work and, yeah. and, you know, again, it's, it's more of a psychological thing than a, than a numbers thing. Um, right. Well, and I don't know about you, Dave, I haven't had anybody that actually has gone back to work as a result of any of this. So that's, that's kind of the interesting thing to me, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it is, it's also interesting right now too, because unemployment is so low. And, you know, there, there's jobs out there to be had still, which a lot of times when we're going through a market issue, if you will, unemployment is also high and it's really hard to go back to work in those times. So, 
Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention those there's more opportunities and the pay is probably better than right. it has been right. in a long right. time. Right. So it's a little more enticing. And you know, but usually you know, to, to your point, we didn't tell anybody last year or the year before that yes, it's okay for you to retire now as long as we don't have a bear market next year. You know. Right. That wasn't that wasn't the thinking. It was okay. Come whatever may, you're in good shape for the long term. And you know, going back to work for a year at uh, you know a low wage may make you know it's psychological more than um, you know if we if we punch in what happens if uh, Bob goes back to work and makes fifteen thousand dollars for a year. It's probably not going to change the outcome of their plan. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. So. But, you know, that's, I think that's what's interesting in this study is kind of how it reflects like the overall mood. Consumer sentiment is really lousy right now. Everybody thinks things are bad, even though the numbers, you know, are indicating economic slowdowns, but not necessarily the gloom and doom that's in the mood right now. Yeah. You know, another interesting thing from this, uh, 55% of respondents feel that they're behind. And I didn't see in the article what that number was last year, but I expect, you know, people felt a little better about being on track last year too. Yeah. So, you know, and, and interestingly about the people that feel like they're falling behind, you know, they probably are worried about the markets as a part of that. But mm-hmm. you know, realistically, if you are behind, having a down market is a really good opportunity <laughs> right. for you to catch up, Right. right? Right. We've, we've beaten that, that up pretty good over the last uh, couple of months. So yeah, if, if you're saving for retirement right now, boy, pile on the coal, right? Yeah. There was ever uh, a time now, now, now's it. How do you come up with a meaningful way to think about this for your own retirement? Keep in mind what you need to save for retirement is totally relative to your spending and your income sources. You know, if you're trying to retire in Central Park West, you're going to need like a factor of 10 on that 1.25 million. If if your goal in retirement is to, uh, you know, live in the upper Midwest in uh, small town USA, mm, you can do pretty well with less than that, right? Yeah. And, you know, another thing I think people forget when they look at this number is, you know, what what are your income sources, right? Like, are right. you is your only income coming off this 1.25 million or do you have right. a pension and a decent social security from working for a long time? You know, those are all things that factor into how much you actually need. Yeah. And, you know, I guess if you want to look at look at this yourself, you know, without, without Nick or myself or another financial professional, uh, you know, running it through the, through the ringer, you know, look at, look at what you're going to have social security, a pension, maybe, you know, what, what are your income sources? And, you know, you can kind of project out where your 401k balance or your retirement accounts might look like at retirement and work backwards. And, you know, there's the old 4% rule, which, you know, we're never going to do anything specific for somebody, at least gets them in the ballpark. Right. Right. That, you know, you can, so, so if you had a million dollar portfolio at retirement, you could expect about $40,000 a year in income figure about 4%. 
It's yep. not perfect, but at least gets you to a safe withdrawal rate that should be sustainable. And take that and add it to your social security and, and any other income sources you have, and that should get you at least somewhat close. Now there's all kinds of nuance around when you draw social security and you know how that works with your portfolio and things. But you know, if you're just trying to get close and figure out if one million or two million or a half million is what you need. That's one way to think about it. Yeah, it's not, it's not a bad starting place. Certainly not what I would want to base my retirement plan on, but it at least no. gets you a good idea of, you know, a general idea of where you probably need to be when you get to that point. Better option, call a financial planner. Sit down, figure out where you need to be. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made and a lot of decisions that you can kind of move around that will change things as far as, you know, what Social Security, when you're taking Social Security, what that looks like when you retire um, and your necessary spending and, and also, you know, what your spending is in terms of what you need to just run your budget, but also some of those extra things that you can pare back maybe in a down market and increase mm-hmm. in a good market. So there's there's some different levers that you can pull and think about um, that really kind of impact the amount that you would need at retirement. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, and, and just walking through different scenarios, seeing how different combinations will play out makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, if you're thinking about get, having somebody plan your retirement or doing a retirement plan, now's a good time to do it because you're basically doing it at one of, you know, you're basically saying, okay, um, we're down 20% in the market. So if I have a good idea of where I'm at right now, things should theoretically improve pretty, you know, pretty well right. in the next couple of years when the market kind of rebounds right. as opposed to two years ago, right? Right. And if one of the outcomes of that is, of that planning is, hey, I really should raise my 401k percentage or, you know, put away a little extra in my after-tax account, doing it now makes a bigger difference than it would have if you had done it, you know, a year ago or two years ago. Back to expected yeah, returns and where we are right now. And I, I think in a way that kind of brings us back full circle, you know, Remember when you're thinking about these things that doing it during a depressed market, it impacts your mood about these things, but doesn't necessarily impact the outcomes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're talking about retirement and we're talking about 30 years, right? Right. Maybe, so like, yeah, maybe more. <laughs> right. What, what happens in six months probably isn't going to be the be all end all for yeah. what your 30 year retirement is going to look like. Yeah. So. Especially, yeah, if you're a, if you're a 30 year old, um, you know, in round numbers, we're talking about 35 more years of savings and right. you know, yeah, exactly. then another 30 years after that of, uh, of income need. And, uh, you know, getting all upset about what's going on in the market right now is just going to distract you from the the real prize. And one of the things I like to remind people too, is I tell people this all the time, I can tell anybody they're able to retire, but they might not like what that means, right? <laughs> right. So like, where is that values conversation around what we want to get out of life, what's important to us and making sure we have enough money to cover those things versus... Mm-hmm you know, retiring on pork and beans um, or whatever it may be, right? Right, for sure. Just kind of to recap, and and I think the main point of today, Dave, is when you see headlines like that, please don't, you know, don't 
take it to heart. It probably has little impact. It's not very important to your own personal situation. It's just kind of a headline number that gets thrown out there. Um, and so, you know, think twice before you kind of accept that as your truth. And then, you know, if you're thinking about retiring or you're getting close or you want to know where if you're on track, probably makes sense to um, hire a professional or work with somebody that can kind of guide you and, and let you know where you need to be and what that looks like and what steps you should be taking now in order to get to that point in the future. Absolutely. So as always, if you have questions on this or any other topic, please shoot us an email at info at srbadvisors.com. Dave, always a pleasure. Thanks, Nick. It was fun. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com. Thank you.